Amen. Did you come with your expectator turned on? Did you? Amen. Hallelujah. Expectation. The foundation of faith. Notice I'm, I'm saying you spectate, you're, you're expecting. I don't mean spectator like you're just going to sit there and look. That won't get you anything. Amen. Expectation. I've come knowing God has something planned. Hmm? Amen. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and let me tell you, for me, God's got good things planned. Yes, he does. Hallelujah. You say, what about me? Well, it just depends on you. All right? You've got to expect that God's got good stuff. Everybody say good stuff. God has good stuff. And so uh, we, we've, got to, we've got to understand that, that, that uh, you enter into God's presence with a spirit of expectation, knowing that God's going to minister. But then don't you know that God expects things out of you? Now, this is not the sermon, so don't start timing me yet. All right, this is just a little prelude. Okay, God expects things out of us. You say, well, what does he expect? I'm glad you ask. All right. He said to enter his gates with what? Okay. And to enter his courts with what? Okay. So let me ask you a question. Have you met God's expectation already? Have you? All right. Did you come in with thanksgiving? Have you been praising since you've been in here? See, that's God's expectation. He expects you to come in here with a spirit of thanksgiving. He expects you just to praise him. Well, what should I praise him for? If you have to ask that question, excuse the vernacular, but you're kind of ignorant. All right? Amen. I mean, God's been good to everybody in here. Amen? Hallelujah. So I just think we ought to just praise God automatically. I don't think you ought to wait till we tell you to praise God. I don't think you ought to wait till you feel a goosebump. I just think you ought to praise God because you love Him. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and for some reason, it disappeared off of the, of the little screen. Something God gave me early this morning, and I posted it, and uh, it, it's gone. All right. I don't know why it disappeared, but it did. Okay. But, but basically, the gist of it was, all right, that... that uh, what we, what, what we praise God for or in obedience to the Word of God, do we do it for what we're going to get out of it or do we just do it because we love God? All right? Amen? Most people want to deal with God. They want to make a deal with God. God, if you'll do this, then I'll do this. Or I'll do this if you'll do that. I like what Leonard Ravenhill wrote. His first book ever read of his was Why Revival Tarries. I've read it out of, several times. All right. He said, God doesn't want to make a deal with you. God wants to own you. Hmm. I thought that was interesting. God, doesn't, God, God, God is not in the deal-making business. Can I get a witness? All right. God just wants you to do what you do because you love him. He wants you to love one another. 
Because you love him. You say, well, but there are some people I just have an issue with. Have you ever thought maybe you're the issue? Amen. A lot of times we pray, God, straighten them up. And things get better. And we say, oh, God answered my prayer. All that happens is you changed. All right? Because basically everything you throw out bounces back and hits you first before it gets to them. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. So basically, I'm talking about expectation. I'm going to get into the sermon in just a minute. We'll be out of here by 12 o'clock. Glory to God, New Mexico time. So nonetheless, we're, but we're going we're gonna to get into the Word. But I just think we need to start expecting more. We ought to start believing God for more. And, and, and do what we do out of love of God. And, and God's been good to me. Let, let me take you into what God gave me for today. God had slash has a plan. Everybody say God has a plan. Say it again. That's what I'm going to talk about today. God had a plan. God has a plan. Okay, let's go in, in, into Psalms 20, 37 and 23. That'll be my foundational verse for today. The steps of a good man. Look at the person next to you and say, are you a good man? Or woe man, either one. All right, hallelujah. Okay, so this verse is written to a good man. Okay, so if you're not a good man, you don't qualify. This specifically is talking to good people. That's what it's talking about. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Say hallelujah. How many of you know God didn't make mistakes? Okay, if God told you to do it, then God has a reason for telling you to do it. Okay, so the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and I like this next part, and he delights in his way. Notice the his is not capitalized, so that is coming back to the good man. God delights in the way of the good man. So God delights in the way that he has ordered your steps. He delights in it. Okay, and so... Look at that and then think of what I'm talking about today, that God had a plan, God has a plan. Let's pray. Father, you are so good to me, and I thank you for that goodness. Lord, what you burped into me for this morning, I pray that it will flow the way you've ordained it to flow. And may, 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 may people hear and understand exactly the direction I'm going Take this word, Holy Ghost. Take this word, Holy Ghost, and let it drop into our spirit. And I magnify your name, and everybody said, Amen. I want each here today, everybody here, doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are, I want you to know that God had a plan for you, and God has a plan for you. It's a plan that reaches back to the very beginning of time. It is a plan that is all-inclusive. It is a plan that doesn't leave anyone out. Say hallelujah. I like that. It doesn't leave anybody out. It matters what you have done. It matters not what you are doing 
or what you have plans to do, God still has a plan. God has a plan, okay? We need to understand that. Within the confines of that plan, He has made a way for each of us to get through whatever we are going through. You may feel that you are all alone. You may feel that you cannot make it through this particular phase of life uh, that you find yourself in. But I want you to know God has a plan. Amen. Can you say hallelujah? I want you to get that in your spirit. God has a plan. Now, because of that plan, there are some things that we can look back on and that we can know that God used others to be examples uh, for us. The past are examples for us today. You see, if God did it <laughs> for someone else, then God's going to do it for us. Can I get a witness there? Let me say that one more time. If God did it for someone else, God is going to do it for me. In other words, if God healed that little woman with the issue of blood, then God's going to heal me. If God opened blind eyes for one, God will open blind eyes for another one. If God lifted one up, then God will lift everyone up. If God put light in darkness for one, then God will put light in darkness for everyone. Give the Lord a hand clap because we need that. You see, if you're not careful, you will live your life comparing your life to other lives. You will question why one is blessed and you're not. There's not a person here that has not been blessed. Do not judge another person's blessing by your blessing because God blesses according to need, not want. And God God blesses according to seed, not need at times. Y'all didn't get that, did you? Amen. I'm going to say it again. God blesses according to seed and not always need. Whatever you put in determines what you get out. I've seen people walk into services. Oh, my Lord, you could tell they were going through stuff. But when they walked out, you could tell they got through their stuff. I've had people to walk in. You, were telling, you could tell they were going through stuff. When they walked out, they were just like they were when they walked in. What was the difference? The difference was that one praised beyond their circumstance and the other was controlled by their circumstance. Come on, church. We need to understand 
that God can only bless by seed, not always by need. He said that I will dwell in the praises of my people. And so if you want God to dwell in you, you need to start praising God more instead of complaining more. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. <laughs> so look at 1 Corinthians 10, 1 through 6. Moreover, brethren. What does that mean? That means he's talking to Christians, not talking to the world. He's talking to Christians. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all of our fathers were under the cloud. They all passed through the sea. They all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food. They all drank the same spiritual drink. For, for they drink of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. Here we are. Now. These things became our examples. So what is God saying? He didn't say that Moses walked under the cloud. He didn't say that just Aaron walked under the cloud. He said that they all walked under the cloud. They all passed through the sea. They all were baptized unto Moses in the cloud. So what is God saying? God is saying, pay attention here. It wasn't just one segment of the chosen. It wasn't just one favorite group that walked under the cloud of glory. He said all of them did. And then he said, this is an example for you. In other words, what I've done for one, I'll do for the other. When I brought one out, I'll bring everyone out because I'm that kind of a God. Uh, give the Lord a hand clap for that truth right there. <laughs> Amen. You know, I love to see God bless other people. I love to see them bless them with big blessings, big blessings. Amen. Someone comes up me to, for me to pray for them and they, they ask me to pray for something big. I pray for big. You know why? Because if they walk under the big blessing, I got a big one coming too. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not one of these that sits around saying, God, why did you do this for them and leave me out? God, oh my Lord, I got to say this. God has never left me out. I said, God has never left me out. When I was lost, he saved me. When I was sick, he healed me. When I was empty, he filled me. If God blessed Israel, God's going to bless John because he's that kind of a God. So it's examples. It's examples. That's why it is so important that we study God's word. All right, so... These were examples. Everything that God did for one clearly says, get ready, get ready, get ready. It's coming my way. It's coming my, oh, yes, it is. <laughs> Woo, all right. Number two, what is his plan? 
What is his plan? His plan for you is for you to break free from whatever confines you. That's God's plan. Now, now, now. <laughs> How many of you know that pride sometimes is the biggest weapon used against some of us? You know that? Amen. You see, us Christians, and especially us spirit-filled, anointed, get-down, devil-kicking, foot-stomping Christians, sometimes we have a problem admitting we have a problem. All right, I didn't get enough amens. I can tell we're going to be here a long time because I'm going to have to stop and say my own amens. All right, because this deserves an amen. That deserved an amen. All right, and we got to understand this right here and right now. All right, we, we got to overcome our problem. Look at somebody and say, he's talking to you, not about you. Amen. We really do. We, we got to get to that point, and we've got we've to get to that place of where we understand that we are confined. Have you ever walked in here bound? It's a tough crowd today. I guess you know that, don't you? Hallelujah. I preach in Arkansas tomorrow night and the next night. I hope they're a lot freer than y'all are. Amen. Look at somebody and say, I'm free. But I have been bound. That's more like it. I finally got some honesty out of you. All right. Us, us Holy Ghost filled people, we want to bounce around all the time like, man, I got it made, Jack. All right. You know good and well you don't. You never get an answer to a problem until you admit you got a problem. You never overcome anything until you admit you need to overcome something. Come on, church. Amen. But guess what? God has a plan. And that plan is for you to break free and to live free for whatever binds you. That is God's plan. All right. Let me back it up. Let me back it up. Okay. Exodus 6 and 6. Therefore, say to the children of Israel. Who is, who is that? That's God's chosen. Who are we? All right, okay. <laughs> so he's talking to you and me. I am the Lord. Say hallelujah. I will. Everybody say I will. It won't show up there. I should have did it red. Because I, 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 here I made it dark where I, I, I could grab a hold of what's going on. God said I am the Lord. And then God said I will. Everybody say, God said, I will. And how many of you know that if God said he will, then he will? All right? This is what we got to get, folks. We don't get this sometimes. He said, I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will rescue 
from their bondage, I will redeem you with an outstretched arm. What is God saying? God is saying, I will. And what did God say? Those are examples of the kind of power that I have. And brother, look me in the eye. I'm telling you today that God told me to tell you, I will heal you. I will deliver you. I will lift you up. I will bring you out because I am God. Hallelujah. Woo! <laughs> Amen. God didn't say I might. God didn't say I think I will. God said I will. Amen. And so sometimes, you know, maybe you want to say, but God, you told me that you would. When you going to do it? Because most of us are impatient. Look at the person next to you and say, he's talking to you. Amen. Most of us are impatient. And how many of you know that in every marriage, one has more patience than the other one? All right. All right. Amen. One is, um, okay, I want, I want it now. The other one is, well, you know, Sometimes you just have to go a little slower and just wait on God. I don't want to hear that. Have you ever noticed impatient people don't want to hear you when you, you uh-oh. Amen. They, they feel like you're rebuking them. You're not rebuking them. You're just trying to get them to calm down because all you being upset is not going to make God change his mind. God's not going to change his mind in, in, in timing just because you get in a tizzy. Look at somebody and say, get out of your tizzy, Lizzie. Amen. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I wasn't talking about you, Liz. Sorry. <laughs> Had nothing to do with you, Elizabeth. All right, all right. Amen. What I'm saying is if God... If God did it for one, he said, I will do it for the other one. I will, I will, I will. So what is God's will? God is to get you out from under whatever you're under. No matter how heavy, no matter how hard. Because the devil will talk to you in the middle of all of your problems. He will scream the loudest. And, and some of us need to understand something. God never screams to outscream the devil. He never does. He will not raise his voice to be heard. You've just got to get in tune with God. Amen? Amen. You know what? You can be in a crowd of folks. You know, one of your kids is running loose or something, and they got all kind of people talking. But when you call their name, they will recognize your voice out of that whole crowd. Amen. I was 14, 13, 14 years old. I got a job uh, bagging groceries in a grocery store. Or I got on the telephone. I called every grocery store I could. Say, you need any bag boys? They said, no. Finally, I got one. But it was about 45 minutes from the house. You don't have a car when you're 14 years old. 
So most of the time I'd have to walk to work, okay? Work till late at night, walk back home. That's all right, okay? See, in my day, it was a privilege to go to work when you were 14 years old. I mean, you felt like a man, all right? Got to buy my own clothes, whatever, okay? But mother, mother, sweetest woman on the planet, she told me one time, she said, John, now she didn't shop at this store all the time, but every now and then she'd drive across from Phoenix City, Alabama, over on the other side of Columbus, Georgia, where I was working, to shop at that store. I can't remember the name of it. But she told me one time, she said, I can walk in that store, and it does not matter how many people are in there. If you're chewing gum, all I got to do it just see your mouth. You chew with your mouth. That was really an insult, all right. But I want to get the point across. My mama knew where I was in a crowd by the way I chewed gum. I never chewed with my mouth shut. I chewed it wide open. And she said, I always know you by your mouth. Look at somebody, and so Joe Mama probably knew you by your mouth. All right. <laughs> what I'm saying is God knows you by your mouth. It doesn't have to be gum chewing. It's what the words, the whisper, you see, and you recognize God. If you get in that relationship with God that you need, uh, he won't have to shout over the devil. He won't have to shout over hell. All God has to do is say, I'll be with you. I'll never leave you. Oh, my God. And you're going to hear that above every scream. Uh, why? Why? I'm glad you asked. Because you're in tune with God. And, brother, when you get in tune, uh, there's not a devil. There's not a demon. Uh, there's not a sickness, there's not a disease uh, that can ever shut you from hearing God. Y'all getting what I'm saying? Uh, God said, I will. Uh, and I'm telling you today, somebody in this house uh, is about to see an I will of God in your family, an I will of God in your life. Uh, you're about to see the I will of God. Shout hallelujah. I will. All right, so that's God's plan. He's an I will God. Everybody say he's an I will God. Okay, notice this. Israel, after 400 years of being bondman to Egypt, was finally walking free. Everybody say finally. But within a few short hours, and Alex uh, jumped over into my sermon, which I did not appreciate. No, it's all right. Let you know we're on the same flow. In a few short hours, they came to a, and even he used this word, okay. <laughs> he, they, he came to a seemingly impenetrable barrier. Amen. Seemingly impenetrable barrier. Look at somebody and say, you're going to face some barriers one day. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And they're going to, some of them are going to seem impenetrable. Some of them are going to seem like you'll never get beyond them. Have you ever been there? Anybody that's ever been there, let me see your hand. 
Amen. Of course we all have. We face things in our life. It just didn't seem like it could work out. <laughs> all right. And that's what was going on now with Israel. They came to a seemingly impenetrable barrier. And that barrier was the Red Sea that was in front of them. That barrier was the enemy of their past that was behind them. Now that really needs some preaching right there. Because a lot of Christians have problems getting over their yesterday. I should have had more amens than that. Let me give you what God gave me sitting in the office years and years ago in a counseling session where I was dealing with someone that was, uh, was, was, was really dealing with their past. And the Holy Spirit gave me such a simple statement. And it stuck with me for, for many years. It's been many. All right. It stuck with me. God said, you tell her, this person, said, you are allowing your past to control your present and it will destroy your future. Amen. Now that's, that is kind of profound, you know. Amen. You are, allowing, you are allowing your past to control your present and it will destroy your future. Can I not remind me and thee that all things are passed away and all things have become new? Can I not remind you it doesn't matter how steeped in sin you were? It doesn't matter what your old habits were. It doesn't matter what yesterday was filled with. Can I not remind you you're living in a brand new day? Can I not, oh my God, I heard you, Holy Ghost. Let me also remind you that when the sun goes down at night and darkness steps in, you've got about 12 hours, 8 hours, 10 hours of darkness. But aren't you glad God created you to where you can sleep through most of your darkness. Uh, you don't have to lay there awake worrying over anything. Uh, your physical man jumps in uh, and you go to Snoresville, uh, all right, and you lay out your problems. The devil is trying uh, to do everything he can uh, to bother you, but you sleep right through your darkness. Uh, but all of a sudden, uh, it, may, it, it may be 6 o'clock in the morning. Uh, it may be 6 6.30, but all of a sudden, if you hang your head out your door and you look over toward the east, you will see the breaking forth of light. And if you'll hang loose long enough, you'll see that as the light rises, the darkness fades. What's God doing? God is saying, I'm bringing you out of your dark time. I'm bringing you out of your past I'm bringing you out of what was and I'm giving you a now moment in a now hour in a now blessing it doesn't matter what the devil did God is going to do it again and God is going to bless oh my God hallelujah he's going to do it I said he's going to do it I said he's going to do it God is going to do it 
again and again. Give him another, give him another, give him another hand clap. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say to you, hear me. Hear me. Are you listening? Hear me, says God. I've already done it. (laughs) I've already done it. You just must believe it. And then you must confess it. You must embrace what I've done. Do not allow the enemy or the helpers of the enemy to legislate to you the way you should live, the bondages that should bind you, but just believe It's been done. Healing. Done. Deliverance. Done. (laughs) Overcoming power. Done. I don't have to create anything to make it better. It's been done. Do not allow light to come forth. And darkness to creep into your light. Do not allow elements of what was to come into the newness of what is. I say, as I've said, and I've reminded time and time again, in the midst of the trial, praise me. In the midst of the war, praise me, for I am God, and I walk among your praise. I am God, and I walk in your worship. Do not allow the weapons of the enemy to cause you to be distracted from the weapons of the Spirit. I have given you the breastplate of righteousness, I have given you the helmet of salvation. I have given you feet shod with the good news. I've given you the sword of my spirit. And I've given you the shield of my faith. It is not can you overcome. It is that you must believe and you must speak. Speak what I've already done, saith God, right now. Give the Lord a hand clap. Give the Lord. 
Hallelujah! I said a hallelujah! I said a hallelujah! Look at somebody and say, it's done. Say, it's done. Say, it's done. The darkness has been penetrated. The light of the world has come. And he's still here. He's still here. Can you say, praise the Lord? Say, praise the Lord one more time. All right, all right. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me just a little bit more of your <laughs> Here is my word. Here is my word. A reminder. There is perfect peace but he whose mind is stayed on me here is my word here is my reminder that is perfect complete peace whose mind is stayed Fixed on me. Your peace is your choice. Stay on me. Dwell on me. And you shall <laughs> feel the peace that I bought, paid for, and have now given saith God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Libro kosata kamundure kistahaya. Peace. My peace I give. Storms raging. Ships rocking. Disciples are afraid. Fear has become the order of the moment. Disciples been taught the word by the word. Disciples have seen miracle after miracle after miracle. Cringing in fear. Jesus stands up and Jesus says, Peace be still. And the wind said, yes, sir, yes, sir, because the creator spoke to the creation, and the creation must submit to the creator, and the creator is speaking in your behalf. Your storm will not capsize your ship. Because Ukosaya, the Kushindai, the Creator is on board. The Creator is on board. Peace be still. Peace in your family. Peace 
in your marriage, peace in your body, peace in your sorrow, peace in your sickness, peace in your assault, peace be still. Peace, peace, be still. Peace, be still. Peace, stand to your feet and give the Lord a hand clap because there is peace in this house, in this house right now. Hallelujah.